And so when we can honor our process and these moments of transition and be really aware of them, like stay in this moment and and say, yes, I've come this far and I'm excited to move forward and, and, and keep that intention or the why as to how we're moving forward or what we want or how we want to feel. Being aware of these moments of transition and the cycles of our lives, is it, it makes it even more powerful because the honoring is there instead of just being really eager to move forward, living in the future. Welcome to your weekly woo. I'm Julie Heishi. And I'm Lindsay Page. We come to you today to shed light on unconventional methods of healing, living, being in the world. While some people may call these practices woo, we're here to talk about merging the spiritual with the practical, about becoming empowered to choosing your journey to wholeness. Everyone's path to finding joy is a unique and beautiful game of trial and error, full of important lessons. We're here to share our journey, our experiences, and our truth, so maybe your road doesn't have to be as bumpy as ours was, or simply to remind you that you're not alone. We bring on guests to join us for these chats so they can impart their wisdom and probably teach us a thing or two as well. We believe empowerment comes from knowledge and frame of mind. You may see or care for yourself differently after learning a new perspective. This creates a ripple effect for how you show up in the world. So take what sticks and leave the rest. You are your own greatest healer, your own guide, your own guru. We're here to take this journey with you one woo conversation at a time. Good morning, Julie. How are you? Good morning, Lindsay. <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Doing good. Welcome, everyone. Before we pressed record, we were talking about where we were with, with this seasonal change. Mm. Julie and I live on the East Coast, and yesterday it was 70 degrees, and next week, Julie was talking about how it's supposed to snow where she is. And we both agreed that we're ready to like not be hibernating anymore. (laughs) We're done with the gray clouds. We're done with the cold. (laughs) And it just really brought up this amazing organic conversation of the cycles of life and transitions Mm -hmm. and transformation And part of our creative process, just kind of like before we dive in, is something that we learned from Daje James and the Brave School. If you want to look them up, it's thebraveschool.co. And Daje James on Instagram is the story doula. And we can thank her for this creative process that both Julie and I run our business by now, which is we, we trust ourselves to... Um, whether it's use an oracle card or tarot to to guide conversations and inspire creative content. And so the card that we pulled was power of attraction, and we're not going to detour into that right this second, but I wanted to be really um, transparent with you that our creative process is is very woo, which is, again, like the reason... (laughs) We renamed our podcast The Weekly Woo because we want to make these spiritual practices really practical for you. And how that's showing up for us today is 
how, how do we navigate this season of change where the world is opening back up? Uh, vaccines, whether you're going to get one or not, they're out in the world and they're a resource for us. Um, Julie, how do you feel about the world opening up and like what is that bringing up for you? Mm, it's bringing up all the feels. <laughs> you know, I was sitting and thinking about this for the past few days. Um, when everyone went into lockdown, my partner Chris and I were on our way back from London, England, and we weren't sure if we were going to be able to even make it back into the States. Um, you know, a lot's changed since then. A lot of a lot of things have shifted. Um, a lot of, you know, self-evolution has happened. And I'm feeling this this dual emotion almost. I'm feeling a little anxious, but I, I know that anxiousness can also be labeled as excitement as well. And so I'm feeling the duality there. I'm feeling really excited. Like this is a new beginning. And I'm also feeling a little anxious because I'm not sure how to navigate that. And one of the things that has been coming up for me is what's going to happen to all of this internal work that I've been doing over the past year? What's going to happen to my creativity and my online entrepreneur world? And, and what, what's all, how is it going to mix with this new chapter of, of reintegrating back into sort of the public, right? And through my contemplative, you know, journaling and, and meditation and whatnot, I've sort of come to the conclusion that I get to pull what I want from this past year and bring it into this new chapter. And it's a really invigorating feeling because it's, it's the creative time. It's like a, a rebirth in a way. And so there is a little bit of a struggle of how do we do this? I say we as the collective, right? How do we navigate this time? How do we move forward? Yeah. How do we move forward? And that's what we're going to be talking about through this episode is how we're going to be moving forward in ways that feel really aligned with who we've become over the past year who we are as entrepreneurs, as people, as creatives, as just beings in the world who go through their cycles of life and how do we honor those cycles and be really mindful of how far we've come and what our intentions around moving forward are. How have you been feeling, Lindsay, about this sort of reintegration? When I think about moving forward, there's a new way that I'm trying to embrace and an old way that I'm trying to let go of. When I hear moving forward, the first thing that comes to mind is doing. Running, lists, like if I'm going to move forward, then there's something that has to be done. There's something that has to propel that energy forward. And to an extent that is true, but how much is my energy and effort intentional and rightly focused? Am I focused on the right thing? And the right things for me is going to be defined of defined as make me happy, bring me joy, light me up, move the needle forward in a way that is intentional. 
and how do I know if moving forward for me is intentional and if I'm doing it in the right way? Am I doing it in a way that's like not depleting? But always bringing it back around to like why? Like, why, what am I moving forward and why do I want to do it? Going back to like your example of just like how to integrate our life back into this world that is eventually going to open up, you know, what do we want that to look like? Do you want it to be different? How do you want it to be different? When you have an idea of transformation, whether it's like something, you know, Let's bring it down to like the gross level of like of a goal of changing your body. I know for me, like I've been in nothing but yoga pants over the past (laughs) year. Same. Trying to put back the back on those jeans, like I'm in for a uh, (laughs) an awakening, a surprise. Like they don't fit the same way that they used to, or Now that spring is around the corner, I have different movement activities that I want to integrate. So we have these these goals in our life, whether it's with your kids, how early you want to make, how early you want to wake up, whether it's you want your clothes to feel better, you want more energy. Maybe you just want enough energy to like go through the day and not feel that 3 p.m. crash. Mm. So we have all these desires that link back to our physical body. It has to come back around to like, why do I want it? Why do I want it? So that I can understand what I need to do to make that transformation happen. And then where it gets really sticky is in the middle. Is when you know what you want, but it hasn't happened yet. Mm, I love that. Something that's been coming up for me for this season in particular and moving out into the world and navigating is like really staying steady in that intention or like we could call it the why and really consistent in what makes me feel good. I have a morning practice of some kind of movement, whether it's yoga or a walk or a dance. Sometimes it's just a a dance around the room. And uh, I've been adding these other little rituals in like a green juice and a really light breakfast and I find that when I'm really steady in my routine and my ritual and I'm really consistent in it I have more energy to contribute to my intention to keep my intention or right the the why in the forefront of my mind and Lindsay and I are both yogis and we pull from the eight limbs of yoga quite often for how we how we move and how we are in the world and also how we work with our clients and we were thinking about this like how is this this consistency and this intention linked back to the eight limbs and we were like "Mm, yeah this is Duranga like very plain and simply which is where we place our attention or our focus is where our mind goes, where our energy flows. There's this saying that I always come back to. It's where your mind goes, your energy flows. So if we keep this intention that we have for ourselves in the way of being or the way of feeling, how do we want to feel? If we keep that in the forefront of our mind, 
we can always lean back to it. We can always come back and say, yes, I'm going to stay consistent in it. And yes, I'm going to continue, like Lindsay says, moving the needle forward or taking the next right action in order to achieve that. And it's so funny that we pulled this card, the uh, power of attraction, it's, it's manifestation, you know, and, and that's part of it is remembering our why, remembering how we want to be, what, what's the goal, why we're here. And as Lindsay says, it could be as simple as, I want to feel good in my jeans. <laughs> and I say it's simple, but obviously we know that there's a lot of nuances to that, right? It could be as simple as, I would like to wake up every morning and put my toes in the grass. But for, you know, a night owl, it's not that, it's not that difficult or it's not that hard. So always remembering the why and how we want to feel, the concentration, the certainty that comes with staying true to that process. What's your process? Yeah, just to kind of say it back to you and for anyone that's listening to follow us, what we're talking about here is How do you move forward in times of transition and transformation? And understanding your why is really important because you're going to wake up one day and you're going to decide that maybe there's a different way to be and that you have a goal. And maybe it is that you want your genes to fit a little bit better And so you have to decide like what you want to do so that happens. Um, Maybe that means that you choose that you eat a little bit less sugar, or maybe that means that you just go out to the store and you get a different pair of jeans, (laughs) or you just choose a different pair of pants. So making it really practical is that understanding what you want and why you want it is really important. But then what you do in those in-between times of consistency Mm. and focus, you have to have the consistency and the focus so that you can attract the situation that you want to see. Yes. And without that consistency and without that focus, one of my favorite teachers says, like, it adds up into overflow. Like, it just adds up over time. And if you think of, like, pouring a glass Pouring water into a glass, you have to take that pitcher and you have to keep pouring until it overflows. And if you stop with the focus, which is the pitcher, it's never going to overflow. It's never going to add up. So this is where manifestation comes in. It's the adding up to overflow. It's the belief that what you're doing, your actions, your focus, your attention, Dorana, consistency. It's the belief that that is going to produce a result Mm. for you. And it can be very practical. It can be that I believe that if I run two miles every day, that those pants will fit me better. And your belief and that focused attention and that consistency will add up over time to give you a result. That's manifestation. Now, the other side of that is, is like 
well, Lindsay, that never works for me. A plus B doesn't equal C. And that's kind of a little bit more than what we're going to talk about today. But it's if you believe, if you trust Mm -hmm. in the process, trust in the process of what you want and why you want it and not stopping until there is a result that you're happy with and also being flexible to knowing that that result may be different and may look different than what you thought it would. So going back to the whole pants thing, I don't know how we got <laughs> onto pants. I, because I think I actually, I know why we talked about pants is because I did just what I'm talking about. I said, screw my old jeans. And I went out and bought a pair of new jeans because I wanted a new yes. pair of jeans. That I'm all me. about feeling good and clothes. I was recently. tired of feel cozy. <laughs> screw the jeans that don't fit. I'm just going to buy a pair that does that I feel good in. So let's pretend that you, that you ran two miles every day for a month and I'm not prescribing this for anybody. I'm just giving us a really tangible, sometimes we have to ground ourselves in these examples. So I'm giving us a tangible example. So let's say you did that. You were so focused on a number on a scale for that month and that scale never moved. But at the end of that month, the scale never moved, but you put those same jeans on and the jeans fit again. Mm. Why did the jeans fit? The jeans fit because you had a focused attention to physically healing your body and getting it moving and getting the toxins out and your body shifted and it wasn't the number on the scale that needed to change. Maybe it was something else in your body that your body needed to let go of a toxin fluid that it was holding onto so that it could uh, readjust in what you thought was the issue, what you thought was the problem. It wasn't the number on the scale. It was something you couldn't see. And like that act of doing that one thing consistently, maybe that was the catalyst that, brought upon some other change that made the genes fit better, right? Like I know for me that when I first started my movement practice, it wasn't my movement practice that made me feel some sort of way. Like, yes, it helped to move my body. It was mentally the act of doing one thing for myself every single day that was life altering. It was an act of, of self-love for me. And there's this this shift that's happening within us and around us with this new season and with um you know the world sort of opening back up in a way that we don't necessarily know what our actions are going to to where they're going to lead us right but there's this innate trust that we're trying to accumulate that's keeping us in alignment with what we want, whether it's the genes or, um, you know, a life path or some kind of sacred work or whatever it is, a creative process. Um, And we're capable of doing that. And, you know, Lindsay and I were talking about this before. There are stages of that creation of that process. On day one, it's putting your sneakers on and actually, you know, hitting the pavement On day 10, it's saying, yes, I'm going to be consistent in this Um, because our our dreams, our goals are a work in progress, just like we are. And keeping the why 
whether it's a why that we actually uh, think will happen or a why that eventually pops up on, you know, day 28 of the, of the running. Um, that's, what's going to bring the needle forward. And this new cycle is, is a time of transition in the season, in our world, in us, you know, we are definitely ready to come out of hibernation, but it takes some time to get used to. I know for me, I'm, yesterday was the first time it was 70 degrees here and I had my Birkenstocks on and we had like a summer meal last night. And um, the process isn't this like overnight switch. And I can't stress to myself, like I'm saying this as a reminder to myself, <laughs> trust the process take the time. Everything that we do, every little action is being built upon one another. They're being built upon, you know, my, this day is being built upon the next and they're all adding to this bigger purpose. And that's a beautiful thing. And a beautiful way to see the world is we're all just building upon one another, these experiences. We're all building upon these little actions that we choose to take for our creativity, for our entrepreneurship, for our lives, for our children. Receive and trust that. Our dreams are big, but so are we. And to be patient in those transitions. Mm. When we rush the when we rush the transition, we are ignoring or denying the fact that a foundation needs to happen. Yeah. To bring about the fruits of our labor, <laughs> of our labor. It takes time. If you think about it, so Ayurveda, the lens through I look through says that we need to mirror our lives according to the seasons, according to the cycles of our life. To honor that is to live in harmony. So if we take this principle, you look at a fruit tree and it's not that, oh, one day there's a seedling and the next day there's an apple. It takes time mm. and it's focused in consistency through the seasons and nourishment and care that bring about that apple, that bring about that flower. And there's no rushing that process. So beautiful. Where things get skewed, where things get a little messed up, is when we turn ourselves away from our natural way of being, when we turn ourselves away from nature, and we look towards something that is outside of us that is not natural let's say that we look at like the online buying process I click a button it's here tomorrow I want it I want it now I click a button there's food at my door in 30 40 minutes we're so used to like quick and fast and having it now that we forget 
at our own transformation within our physical body. Any transformation that we want to see in this life that is worthwhile, that is going to support us, that is going to support our joy, is going to take patience and focus and clarity, being clear about what you want, why you want it. If it's the timeline you're getting hung up on, let's move the timeline. Don't get so stuck in the transformation in the transitions that you stop before it's even finished. What just popped into my mind is like nine month process of, of birthing a child. Yeah. That takes patience and care and that mother, no matter how quickly or how delayed that she wants, a mom's not in charge of that timeline. If you take that lens and apply it to your own situation, you may have another perspective of how you can keep going. I love that so much. There is a quote that a teacher of mine would say to us a lot. It, it's, um, if your center of gravity is outside of yourself, you will fall over. And for some reason that sticks because when we look to a timeline or a source outside of ourselves, it, it does feel a little sticky. You know, it feels like unstable. It feels like there isn't a foundation or somebody could pull the rug out from underneath us really quickly. But when our center of gravity, and that can mean, you know, are we in tune with our soul? Are we um, using ourself to be to to self initiate ourselves? Like the, it can it can be many uh, multifaceted. But when we use ourself as our our own center of gravity, our own barometer, even um, we can find this sort of steadfastness, this groundedness, um, so that we can trust the process. When you were talking about um, you know, having a, a a pregnant woman being patient and the, the imagery that came to my mind was a seedling. Like you can't rush the germination process. You can't rush, um, the bloom or the ripening of the fruit. As you mentioned, um, fruits don't taste good when they're still green. They're a little bitter. <laughs> They're a little sour, right? And uh, Such a good point. You know, and we want the sweetness of the fruits of our labor, of, of our goals, of our dreams. In Kundalini Yoga, there's a, it's, it's really like a foundational mantra and a meditation practice called Kirtan Kriya. And Kirtan Kriya supports new beginnings. And it does this through the mantra, Sata Nama. And Sata Nama is, it's a, a seed mantra. And what that means is it, it plants a seed within us, as, as very simply as that. And um, I'll go over this later, actually. I, I'll walk you through the practice because it's really profound. Um, and I'd love to share it. But just to give you a little insight um, the the word sa in the mantra is um, the beginning, and the word ta is life or existence. 
The word na means change or transformation. It could even be a death. And the word ma re means rebirth. And when we, when we meditate on this mantra, we're meditating on our cycle. As humans, we're meditating on the cycle of nature, of the world, of all of the parts of us. And sometimes these cycles are really long, like our seven-year cycle or our 21-year cycle. And sometimes they're really quick, like a cycle of breath, inhaling and exhaling. That's a full cycle. And so when we can honor our process and these moments of transition and be really aware of them, like stay in this moment and and say yes I've come this far and I'm excited to move forward and 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 keep that intention or the why as to how we're moving forward or what we want or how we want to feel being aware of these moments of transition and the cycles of our lives is it, it makes it even more powerful because the honoring is there instead of just being really eager to move forward, living in the future. So this meditation really allows us to be really present to the cycles of life. And when we're very concentrated and focused on our intention or the why or how we'd like to feel or having the genes fit... <laughs> We can keep that in the forefront of our mind and let every action, thought, interaction be influenced by that intention. We can use it as sort of our North Star, if you will. So keeping focus is really important because we all want to achieve or obtain or like get something in life. And really it's all if we if we boil it all down, the reason our desires are boiled down to wanting to feel joy mm -hmm. in life. Feeling joy in life is the goal. And how do we get there? That's where it gets a little convoluted. So what's going to bring you happiness and is what you're focusing on going to bring you true joy that lasts beyond whatever it is, is, is in front of you. So one way for me that I get focused every single day when I wake up is I have a moment of reflection. Sometimes that looks like meditation. Sometimes that looks like journaling. Sometimes that means like getting outside and walking or running. It's I come and I sit and I say, what do I want today? And how am I going to get there? And I focus on that one thing and I get very intentional. And this can look like something you do for 10, 15 minutes in the morning. It could look like an hour or it could just be if you are a really busy caretaker and have a lot of things going on in your household, it could just mean that you pause at the coffee maker or the tea kettle for 30 seconds and you focus on that water and that coffee and you take a big, deep breath. And you just come back to yourself. And it's about, again, being present, being in the present moment, understanding why you're racing down the road every day, understanding why 
even choose to do the self-care practices. As long as you're not trying to just check something off the list, it doesn't really matter what it is that you do. It just matters that it brings you health and joy into your life. And so that's kind of practically what it could look like. And what does it look like for you, Julie? Mm, There's a few things that I use to keep me on track with my, my goals and my dreams, my intentions. One, my teacher, my Kundalini teacher, Ravi would say, anytime you feel tempted or anytime you feel like you're about to be, or maybe even already in the midst of a reaction rather than a a response to something to press the tip of your tongue to the roof of your mouth. Go ahead and try it. You can put your tongue right in the back of your teeth and then follow it up to the highest point in the roof of your mouth and then press. This can only be for 10 seconds, 30 seconds, maybe a minute, however long you need to first stimulate. There's a, a meridian that runs to the roof of your mouth that stimulates one of your glands and the glands are the keepers of our health so they secrete hormones that make us feel good I digress (laughs) this is also a moment of pause so that you can think about maybe take a breath what is my next right action so for me when I was really um focused on on eating a bit more healthy I had a chocolate addiction. <laughs> um, I always would always want a piece of chocolate. And so instead of saying, you know, having an internal conversation in my mind about, should I have this piece of chocolate? What if, what if I have it? Will I feel guilty? You know, that, that sort of thing. I would just simply press the tip of my tongue to the roof of my mouth, take a breath. And then I would remember my intention. I want to feel good in my body. Chocolate makes me not feel that way. Right. You can do this for so many things. Um, You can do this before you have an interaction with someone who might be a little triggering to you. Um, When you get up in the morning and say, I don't want to put my sneakers on to go for a run. I don't want to get on the yoga mat. There's so many reasons that you could do this practice. And it's really helpful for me just to simply allow myself a moment of reflection to remember my intention to remember my why so the next time that happens give that a shot I'd love to hear your experience with it it doesn't have to be like a hard press doesn't have to be for a long time whatever you do do it with intention and see what happens and I'll add one last thought is if you are being consistent and focused with this thing that you want to do, this thing that you want to move forward. And you're coming back to that intention in your why, and it's not motivating your behavior anymore, then it's time to start looking at your why. And maybe that why, either you need to go deeper or maybe it needs to change. That's a really good point. And that's up to you to decide. Yeah, that's a really good point. And it's okay for it to change, but that requires you to be aware and present and in constant focus and reflection of like, why am I doing this? 
And maybe that, and again, maybe it's change. And then that means that you have the power within yourself to change it and to course correct. That's important. Yeah, you are the driver of your own course. And sometimes when we're not present, we can find ourselves driving down the wrong path or not driving our own course to begin with. But that's okay. Yeah, and maybe you let some passengers on that bus <laughs> that snuck on that need get to the get hell off out of here. <laughs> they know <laughs> they know no longer need to be yeah. on your bus. Every day is a new day. Every moment is a new moment and we can honor the cycles of our creation of our lives with every breath that we take, with every thought that we have and we can reevaluate, we can change. Julie, to end our time, I would love for you to speak a little more about the meditation that you shared a few minutes ago. How do we do it? What are maybe some resources if people want to look at it after they finish listening to us? Yeah, definitely. So, as I mentioned, the meditation is called Kirtan Kriya. K-I-R-T-A-N. And Kriya is really just a word that describes a specific set of intentions or actions. A specific set of actions that leads to a specific outcome. So for this Kirtan Kriya, the specific outcome is to harness the powers within us It's very woo, right? (laughs) To harness the cycles of life within us, um, these primordial sounds that are the mantra, um, and to harness some of the polarities within us in order to foster a new beginning. So the meditation is, it's very simple, but it's very profound, and there are a few facets to it. So I'll walk you through um, the first few facets, and then if you'd like to learn more about this, there are so many resources for Kirtan Kriya uh, available online, and there's actually been some studies done that show uh, its effects on the brain. Um, Really interesting stuff, Um, science tested, so I always love that, that science is finally catching up to the ancient practices. So. The mantra I'll go through first, it's Sa-Ta-Na-Ma, and that really just means uh, the beginning, life, a change or a, a transformation, and then a rebirth. And as I mentioned before, it's the cycle of creation. It's the cycle of everything that we are and everything that we interact with. And so this meditation is done, and you you can chant this mantra aloud, you can chant it uh, mentally in your mind, or you can whisper it. The full, mon- the full meditation goes through all three of those, and the aloud, the whisper, and the internal sort of silent meditation, those are the three voices of life. So it's a, it's a multifaceted mantra meditation. And so we chant these aloud, if you're able to. And as you chant it aloud, you're letting your own voice 
sort of penetrate and carry this mantra through you. Now, there's another facet to this as well, and we connect the fingers in what we call a mudra. So, ansa, the thumb and the index finger connect. The index finger is the Jupiter finger, and this is what we call gyan mudra. So, if you connect your thumb and your index finger, gyan mudra here, this is the mudra of knowledge. And so as we move into the beginning, right, Sa is the beginning, we're bringing our knowledge in. And then on Ta, we connect the thumb and the middle finger together. This is the Saturn finger. This is called Shuni Mudra, with the thumb and the middle finger connected. And this is knowledge as well. But this is also intelligence and some patience. We've been talking a lot about being patient with our uh, goals and dreams and trusting the process. So this mudra in particular brings in some patience with the mantra sa. And then on to the next, you connect the thumb and the ring finger on na. This is the sun finger, the surya mudra. And this is our vitality, our energy of life, which we do need to get through cycles of life. And then we move on to the thumb and the little finger on Ma, the Mercury finger, or Bodhi Mudra. And this is the ability to communicate, which is really important. We can communicate with ourselves to remember our intention, our purpose, and also to communicate with the world, our needs, in order to achieve you know, if, if I wanted to um, go on this morning run, but I had a morning full of meetings, I would have to communicate that I need a half hour. Or if I wanted to go on a, uh, a, a kitchery cleanse, my partner would definitely need to know that I'm going on a kitchery cleanse. And so we go through this mantra meditation, connecting uh, as we chant, the thumb and the index, thumb and middle, thumb and ring, and thumb and pinky. So you would say sa, ta, na, ma, sa, ta, na, ma. As you, as we call it, play the fingers, like you're playing a piano. And I can give some resources to this in the show notes. Um, there's a few recordings that you can use to um, make this a little bit more accessible. And there are also some recordings um, <clears throat> that I can link in the show notes as well about um, how to do this, this meditation um, to make it really accessible for you. Um, one last thing that I'll add about the mantra meditation, the Kirtan Kriya, is that when you do this meditation... It doesn't have to be seated on your yoga mat in a quiet room with candles burning. <laughs> you can do this mantra meditation uh, as you drive. Please keep your eyes open. <laughs> um, you can do it in line at the grocery store. You can mentally connect your fingers and mentally chant in your head. Sa, ta, na, ma. You can do this anywhere, which makes it really practical, especially for the moments that we're feeling a little bit of doubt or mm, like we're straying away from our intention or purpose. It brings us right back. 
we can say, mm, yes, I'm going through a cycle. I'm going through uh, a part of my existence that is feeling doubtful. And then you can come out on the other end and say, oh yeah, this is why I'm here. This is what I'm doing. So I'll link some more resources for Kirtan Kriya if you're interested in practicing. Um, and start small. Do it for 30 seconds, three minutes. Ultimately, you can build up to 31 minutes in the Kundalini Yoga tradition, 31 minutes for 40 days. But hey, start where you are. See how you experience this meditation, what comes up for you. And remember, it's not necessarily the experience of the meditation itself, how you feel during it. It's how you feel after and out into the world. Meaning you can have a really crappy experience during meditation. Maybe you're distracted. Maybe you're just not, not clicking with it. But the real fruits of your labor, the labor of meditation, the real effects of the meditation are seen out in the world, not necessarily on your yoga mat. Julie, thank you so much for that beautiful practice. This ends our time today. Thank you, everyone, for joining us, for being here. We had such a wonderful time. And if you would be so gracious to rate and subscribe to our podcast, this will help it reach so many more people. We will see you next week.